that's Andy. Uh, I'm Damien. I, uh, I professionally uh, look after other people's uh, teenage biological output and occasionally find ways to inspire them to read the Bible and uh, sin less. I drink heavily. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's mostly water, so it doesn't really have the same kind of positive impact you might be thinking of. <laughs> do, you, do you drink heavy water? No, no, not usually. Although... I have had conversations with my wife about whether I would gain superpowers. So <laughs> that's 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 nuclear waste, right? Heavy water? It's a I don't really want to get into heavy water right now. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to get into heavy water. Hey! <laughs> what are we doing? Oh wait, the record it's recording. <laughs> it's like a softball pitch, just right underhand. It's like we're playing T ball here. <laughs> All right. So where we left off last time, Noah got off the boat, and then people had babies, and then like, and then it, like, there's this other story that happened that we did previous to talking about Noah, <laughs> but like, actually happens after Noah. Chronologically, it happened after Noah, but for us, it was actually more convenient to talk about it before Noah. Yes, all the people got together, and God said, "Spread out and fill the earth," and they said, "Hey, I've got an idea. Let's not spread out and all stay together." So that went well. Yeah, it did, until then I have to have Spanish class now. Yeah, right. Or, like, people who speak Spanish have to have English class. You know what? English is actually, like, you you think globally, English is a far more punishing language than pretty much anything else that people have to study. I do feel bad for everyone who has to learn English. Yeah. It basically has no rules, just exceptions. Well, I mean, it's like like if you played football and basketball and baseball— and ultimate frisbee, and you had to hold a hockey stick while doing it with a fish. Indeed, yeah, it's like, it's like yeah, you get ice fishing. There we go. Throw some ice fishing in there too. All and like all of the rules have to be observed some of the times. Yes, and that's what English that's, is. That's the language of English. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. I, I so. Babble, therefore English. Yes. Good. Uh, excellent. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of English, what happened after Babel? <laughs> uh, after Babel, there's more babies. There uh, are. There's an entire table of, there's an entire list of genealogy babies. Yeah. And, like their names. And like, you know, like you can read their names in the course of like 10 seconds and... Please don't name your children any of these names. No, no, no. It's like... We need to pick a Bible name, but let's be different. There, there's a lot of Johns and Sarahs going on, but like, there's not a lot of. Well, like, so like, if if you find a, a a Bible name that sounds like this, the sound that you make when you're swishing water and mouthwash out of your mouth and trying to get the last bit of it out of your throat, there's a reason it's not a popular name. No, yes, yeah. If if your if your child's name can be pronounced while trying to cure yourself of the flu. Um, don't, not don't, not a good option. Don't do that. Yeah. Yes, I mean it may be a good option in another culture where they're much more gu- gu- gutturally focused. Uh, but but uh, okay. Speaking of gutturals, <laughs> after those people. Speaking of gutter balls. <laughs> <laughs> after all those people, you get to Abram, Abraham, yes. Abe. Yeah, Abe, a- Abe, Abram, Abraham. He's he's gonna have a name change at some po- some point in time. He's gonna have a lane change, and like so, like he'll be Abram, he'll be Abraham. Uh, to us, he'll be both. He'll be Abe. Yeah, but he's he is center to our focus this week. Uh, he concludes the uh, the twelfth chapter, the eleventh chapter of Genesis. Yep, he's getting born right at the end of eleven. There we go. Yeah, so sliding like, into twelve. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> sliding into twelve, like sliding into no. Um, so <laughs> so God slides into his DMs. I I I don't like myself for that one. 
That reminds me of Abraham. It does. It does. Yes. So uh, we, we pick up and God, okay, I'm going to say it's, now it's in my head, slides into his hands. <laughs> God chooses Abram. He says to him, like, it, like the, the chapter just starts off. Yeah. By like God saying to Abram, not like Abram wanders up to a something and is like, huh, this might be a holy moment. Or like, like, you know, like, like, you know Moses got a burning bush. Okay. Terah uh, had a son named Abraham. Yeah. When Abraham was 75, God said to him, go. And you're like, Wait, uh, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there was like, boom. Bang, starter pistol, off to the races. And the rest is history, right? So, like, he, like, straight away just talks to Abram. And no burning bush moment, no sort of, like, aha moment. I, I, he was 75, so he'd been around the a sun bit. a couple of times. Yeah. And so, you know, there he is. Um, he'd seen some stuff. Yeah, and he'd seen more stuff. And he'd seen that stuff, have stuff. Uh, he and his wife... Had not, had not seen stuff. They had not seen stuff. No kids! No kids whatsoever. Uh, not, not, for, not for lack of try. Uh, you know, he was a pretty successful guy. I mean, like, he wasn't doing too badly. He, he, had, he, he had things, you know. Lots of things. Yeah, yeah. He, he Tons had to, of camels, despite the fact that they weren't domesticated yet, which is strange. Ugh, camels are gross. That's a complete tangent. Yes, but when, everything is a tangent. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of, though? What was that? Abram? Yeah, being called. <laughs> and what God said to him. All right, so God said to him, go. Well, but why? Why should I go? Yeah. I'm actually going to pick up my words here because I actually want to read a couple of actual words from the, the actual Bible. So what did God say to Abram? Hey. <laughs> he said, leave your country. This is the NIV, by the way. In chapter 12, verse 1. The Lord said to Abram, leave your country your people and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. And I, I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Which interestingly seems like if you've listened to all of these, you're probably starting to get like deja vu because that sounds very oddly like what God told us to do is our job. Like, you got blessing, you got tons of babies, you've got, hmm, that's strange. I wonder if that's a coincidence. Yeah, go, go spread out and become big. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 <laughs> Which is also theme. kind of a dad joke because his name involves being big. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> Sweet. All right. <laughs> if, you're playing, if you're playing Unimposter's Bingo at home, there's <laughs> dad joke. Bing! <laughs> So, <laughs> so, a, a, what is so, so what does Abram do? I mean, this is kind of a kind of intense ask to just be like, hey, hey, guy, get up, leave everything, and wander over that way. Yeah. So, what's he do? He, he, he goes. Oh, he does it. Yeah. He, oh, good. He, he does the thing. Yeah. He's like, uh, as the kids would say nowadays, oh, no. Bet. Do they really say that? They did a year ago. It's 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 less frequent now. Um, the You're fact that the times, man. The fact that I know it is a sure sign that it is no longer in common they vernacular amongst the students. Um, now they like as, as the kids these days say, 
for Shizzle Dog. Okay, no. <laughs> that was that was that was back in my day, and I, I was I was not allowed to say that. I did not have the proper amount of swag to throw down the the shizzle without someone ask someone asking me if I wanted to go to the Sizzler. But, but yeah, God says, hey. Leave everything you know. Go away from all of your support system, and I'm going with you. And Abram says, okay. Uh. Now, he might have spent some time contemplating. It doesn't exactly say that, like, at that exact moment, he went home and said, Dad, bye, Sarah, let's go. Uh, Which is probably good, because we should probably mention the whole of human history— no, no, the whole of all of history, from creation to Abraham's birth— took 11 chapters. Yes. And Abraham's going to take 12 chapters. Yes. So it's probably good that they didn't include all the details. Yeah, but like now cuz like we have like we have true crime pro- true crime podcast. Everybody wants to know every single dialogue detail cuz it all meshes and it's important. <gasps> and then we have like people who like they they get so like intensely focused on exactly like one word and like I'm going to build an entire uh, theology on this one word that I see in the Bible and it's it's kind of like well no it's the word is the There we go. Ex- excellent. Oh. <laughs> Man, that was that was super comforting in my in my headphones. <laughs> I'm just gonna create just like a, a loop of that. <laughs> that that that'll that'll be our next uh, uh, intro bumper music. <laughs> what, what is going on? I feel strangely at ease. Creeped out at the same time. Yeah. So he packs up his wife and he goes. Uh, like and so like they they don't wind up exactly in the spot they they, well, they do go they do go to Canaan yes and God says hey look this is the place yeah and they just keep on going yeah and then they wind up in Egypt they do like you do like like like, like one does if I mean like, who who walking through the promised land does not just go to Egypt I struggle to think of a case well, I mean like I I once flew over Ur which is reportedly supposed to be the place from which Abraham was born. I mean, like, well, that that is the place where Abraham's supposed to be born. I flew over the place where they say Ur is because it's good for tourism in Iraq once people actually feel safe to go be tourists there again. And then, like, you know, so, like, from there to, you know, Israel and then down into Egypt is, like, I can I can see, like, sliding right through and saying, like, hey, not really a lot going on in this hill country right now. It's what's going on over there with their river and their river kings, and their dynasties. Big, fancy pyramid things. Bronze Age collapse. Actual, actually having food during this famine. Right. So, uh, so they, they, they wind up in Egypt with all, all of their food. And then Abram makes a bad. Yeah, I, I, I was about to say, so Abraham, one point for Abraham, for Abraham for listening to this crazy god that says, yes. just leave, I'll, I'll come too. And then the first thing he does after getting to Canaan and being shown the land that'll be his. So, so far, God has promised them him a bunch of land to like spread out and fill and a bunch of descendants so he can be fruitful and multiply. So, again, this is kind of sounding familiar. And he goes to Egypt and his first move is to be like, yeah, you know how I've gotten a point for me by trusting God and thinking he has my back? Not like Adam and Eve, not like Cain. I've been doing it right. So first thing he does, oh, no. The Egyptians are going to kill me because my wife is hot. So 
hey, can you tell everybody you're my sister? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if your reaction was just, what? Then congratulations. You are with everyone ever. And if, if your reaction was also, but she's 70, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're also with everyone go, just keeping True. track of the chronology of this whole thing going like whoa actually i think she's only 65 at this point dang wow okay so of course they're like you know back back on topic again I, yeah okay well, well we'll we'll go back and like inspect that moment in just a second here but let's, <laughs> let's just let's go ahead and lay out the uh the territory that we're going to walk across today so of course like you know like uh yeah as as happens when a person says, "No, this is my sister," and then like things ensue, um, a, a a bad thing starts happening to pretty much all of Egypt. And Pharaoh finds out about that, like it's because Abram lied to him about his sister wife. Right. To be so, clear, Pharaoh took Sarah as his own wife, which is why, which is the part we sort of gl- glossed over there. And then all of a sudden, bad things start happening. Yes. And he's like, why are these bad things happening? And as usually happens, God tells him, well, it's because you shouldn't have done this. Or possibly he interrogated Sarah and she confessed the truth. There we go. And so then he calls Abram in and says, what? Get out. It's funny. When, why are you doing this to me? When the Egyptian king is like, dude. This is messed up. Not cool, man. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me you just made me do a bad? And then the bad made a whole, a whole big bad for my kingdom. Get out. The, so the Bible at that point talks about Pharaoh providing him with guards to escort him out of the kingdom. <laughs> and I, one thing that I've always thought but felt kind of justified reading a commentary about is like, you know, it's not entirely clear whether... He provided him with guards as like an honor guard or an escort out of the kingdom or whether he provided him with guards in the same way that like a bouncer provides you with his presence on the way out of the establishment to make sure you leave. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's that second one. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's that, that's a lot more plausible to He's me. He's like, no, no, you're leaving now. Yeah. <laughs> Here, take these, take these soldiers with you just, just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's funny to me. Uh, there's you know a story that shows up later with uh, with David running away from uh, running away from Saul and winding up with the Philistines, and he winds up in front of the king there and decides to just go ahead and play crazy in front of him and the and the king there is like, I don't need any extra drama here, man. I don't know why you've brought me a crazy person, but I've I've. I've I've got the subscription to crazy at my house right now. So I got plenty of crazy without this guy. Yeah, and so <laughs> it's just funny. Like every now and then, you like you get you get your people who are your like, for lack of a better term, your protagonist of the story, who wind up making themselves so abominable to the people who are, for lack of of more nuanced term, the antagonists in the story, and you end up feeling bad for them because they end up like making their lives bad because. The lives of our protagonists are far more consequential and tracked by God, and things have to happen specifically the right way. I mean, like, <laughs> and so like a- Abram does this wrong thing. It's he's not the first person to have like had something like that kind of sketchy happen around him, but he might be the first person to have had an entire nation have plagues happen to them because of lying to them about who his wife is. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I, you do sort of, like, you know if you've read the whole story that you're supposed to be, well, by the whole story, I mean, like, the whole Bible, that you're supposed to think the Egyptians are the bad guys, but you kind of feel bad for them here. We are like, the Pharaoh legit didn't do anything, like, crazy wrong. He's yeah. allowed to have multiple wives in this culture, uh-huh. and he sees a pretty lady and says, hey, is she available? And her brother says, yeah, go for it. And he goes, okay, wife. It's like, this is not crazy. Yeah. This is not, like, wicked and evil. No, it's not. This is completely Abraham's fault. Yes. Oh, no, 100%. This is, <laughs> he, <laughs> he inflicted this on these guys. It, Jonah. Not, not cool, man. Jonah running away from God gets an entire boat of otherwise, like, honest boatmen completely jacked. All of their cargo overboard because they're just trying to survive. And he's like, hey, guys, it's me. Throw me overboard. They're like, bet. And so they, they throw Jonah overboard and the this, this storm goes away. Like, it's poor dudes, man. Uh. It's, again, the people of, like, the, these moments of consequence as our... As I said, for lack of a better term, protagonist. I'll, we'll, we'll come back to that thought. And just, yeah, I was about to say, I have two things I want to go with there. Yeah, but uh, you know, the, these people of consequence who are are part of the story that God is narrating, because uh, you know, yeah. for lack, you know, okay, which so, so super Sunday school answer here. God's the protagonist. Yes, but, <laughs> which is something I want to go to in a second. But before that, the obligatory, what do the other peoples think about this sort of story thing? Like <laughs> the, the, our matriarch was super hot and that caused problems story is actually not as common as any of the other things we've talked about. Actually, <laughs> but, but